This week's Four Questions Journalist Spotlight is brought to you by Lefts Atlanta Media, Atlanta's best journalist database. Subscribe at leftsatlantamedia.com. Welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. We are talking today with Madison Hogan, who has, we counted them up, one, two, three, four, at least five hats. We should do this like where you're wearing multiple hats and you change hats every time. That'd be, that'd be good. Uh, she is working for, and, and she'll give you this. We'll talk specifics in a second, but let's see. Cobb Life Magazine, Cobb Business Journal, Marietta Daily Journal, uh, working, kind of managing freelancers and, and interns for the papers, and then doing a podcast that we'll, we're going to save that for a little bit later. We'll get more into that. So good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, sure. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes. So let's start with, I, I think I just kind of ran through the the extensive list of things that are keeping you busy 20 hours a day. But give me a little background about Madison and kind of your your career and what, what brought you kind of where you worked before you got to the Marietta Papers. Absolutely. So some people know this, some people don't, but I'm actually local to Cobb. So I grew up here, went to Harrison High School, if anybody's familiar, so go Hoyas. Um, but I actually went up to journalism school up in Indiana. Um, nothing against the red and black or UGA. Um, my family is... <laughs> My family's from Indiana, so I'm a Hoosier at heart to study journalism up there. Um, my first gig out of college was with the Island Packet and Beaufort Gazette, which is in South Carolina, yep. Uh, yep. Hilton Head area. So I was there for about a year doing retail, business reporting, things like that. Decided I missed home too much. I missed Atlanta. So I came back and actually worked for the Meredith Daily Journal sister paper, the Cherokee Tribune about nine months where um, I like to say I did a little bit of everything. <laughs> so I did crime, business, government, city council, breaking news. Um, we actually had a running joke because there was one edition. I still have it where the whole front page of the Cherokee Tribune was all written by me. <laughs> and so the running joke was, oh, today it's the Madison Tribune. So I, I worked there for a little bit, then worked with the Atlanta Business Chronicle for almost two and a half years, a little bit more than that, um, when they're Atlanta Inno Branch, which is focused on innovation, technology, um, in the city of Atlanta, startups. So I was there for a great long time, really loved it. Um, and then the pandemic happened. So um, my father ran a debt collection agency, and they needed some help uh, fulfilling a position there. So we decided I would take over that role until I could find something that was a better fit for me, um, journalism-wise. So I worked as their compliance officer for a couple months before coming back on board with the MDJ. So, so and now, so let's see. So let's let's go through the list in, in no particular order. So let's talk Cobb Cobb Life Magazine first. Mm -hmm. So you are the official title is, is editor of the magazine. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So describe what Cobb Life is. So Cobb Life to me is a lifestyle magazine. First and foremost, we focus on people, food, culture, art, travel, um, basically anything that you would expect from a typical lifestyle magazine, whether that's um, Southern living or, um, Garden and Gun, you know, we really want to produce a local Southern lifestyle magazine. And the reason I specify local is if it's not Cobb related, we won't print it. So these are very local stories. These could be your neighbors, uh, people you work for, people you 
meet when you buy your coffee every day. Um, so, for instance, the latest issue that we had, the summer issue that just came out about two weeks ago, features um, Greg Lippman right here on the cover, who is the head chef of Piestra, which is right here in the Meredith Square. And when my boss, J.K. Murphy, and I were talking about who we wanted to feature on that cover, we wanted a local friendly face that people are going to know, that people are going to recognize. And this man is cooking your food at Piestra, a very beloved local restaurant, Um, very charismatic guy. If you've ever met him, um, I highly recommend, I highly recommend the restaurant as well. Um, but that's who we're looking for. We're looking for local stories that matter to the community. And is that a, is it monthly? So we have changed our schedule a little bit. So in the past year, we've decided to kind of cut down on the number of magazines in order to produce bigger, better product more often, not more often, but a bigger, better product. So we produce in January, February, no, January, March, April. It's in April slash May. This is the summer, so it's June slash July. We'll have a September issue, and then we'll have a holiday issue, which is published in November, so it's the November-December issue. In between them, we also have several different products that I don't oversee. We have Factbook, which is an advertising product. We have Forecast, which is kind of a projection of what the year is going to look like for Cobb. And then we have the football magazine, which is actually coming out in August. And our sports editor, John Bednarowski, overlooks that. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that's good for folks to know because I, I always kind of try to remind folks right. if you're looking for a, to talk to a magazine, you know, if you're looking to say, hey, I, I think I want to be in Cobb life, you mm-hmm. know, figure out, okay, you, the next opportunity is their you know, November issue. So you back off and you figure out, okay, I got to talk to him two or three months ahead of, ahead of that at least right to figure out so that is that's definitely something that we uh, that's a big part of the job that i think some people don't realize so for instance when we do when we did the december magazine last year i was having to create christmas content in, <laughs> in october july, in july? Oh, in right, october, okay. um, which is so fun uh really puts the name to <laughs> nightmare before christmas because yeah, yeah. we went around finding christmas decorations during halloween season now this year it'll be even earlier that than that because we are producing it in the early stages of november so the deadline is going to be in September. Yeah. Um, so we do work a couple months ahead. What I like to tell people is we create nine magazine products a year. I'm involved with about six of them. Two of them are advertising products and one is a football product. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always said folks, you know, kind of think of, think, think ahead. Yeah. If you, if you, if you've got that holiday focused thing, then, you know, it's, July is June or July is not too soon to start thinking about no, it. No, it, it really isn't. We always, we always think ahead. Um, you know, for instance, we just finished shooting our cover shoot for the September magazine uh, about two weeks ago. Um, so that's early July, early June that I'm doing September. Right, right. So it's never too early to start thinking about those things. We already have ideas of what we want for the Christmas cover, some features we want to do. Um, some ideas that we have for the January issue. Um, Another thing that I should mention is our March issue is always Best of Cobb. So some people might be familiar with our Best of Cobb contest. Basically, we accept nominations around the September, August time. We receive nominations. We release who was nominated around Christmas time. In fact, I think we always publish it on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve. 
and then people vote for about two or three weeks. And then we release the winners with our magazine product in March. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that, and obviously people can find the past, past issues online to kind of see, you know, Hey, if I want to have a, a restaurant or somebody that I'd like to submit for that, they can kind of get a feel for what the categories are. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And, and I, I know kind of from looking at the magazine and working with you guys in the past, you know, there's a combination of different kinds of features in that magazine, but it's, it's interesting because sometimes, you know, as PR folks, sometimes we will have things that pop up, you know, people are like, Oh, it's, you know, this would be great for, you know, Cobb magazine or some Gwinnett magazine or something. Well, that's, that's great. But you know, your event is in two weeks and this next issue of the magazine doesn't come out for two months. So, you know, Kind of run the numbers here, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what makes it so? You know, it's it's a way to. I always use it as a way to get my clients to say, "Okay, think a little bit further ahead." You know, you knew six months ago that you were going to do this event, so think ahead. Um, anyway, okay, so that's, that's the Cobb Life. So let's talk about Cobb Business Journal a little bit. So talk talk to me about kind of the flow and focus of that one. Cobb Business Journal is a monthly newsletter. Um, we curate news that has already been published in the Marietta Daily Journal, um, business news specifically that happens in Cobb. So we'll take some stories that we think are very relevant and we will put them all together in one cohesive newsletter. And we always print fresh opinion columns from our standing columnists. And we always have a fresh cover story. And I write that cover story. So each month, it's my task to decide, okay, well, what's kind of like the big business news, whether it's macro across the United States, across the globe, or is it micro? It's a very specific hob business issue. Um, so I'll give you an example. Um, we've done a couple of different inflation stories because that's kind of at the forefront of everybody's mind right now. People are worried about Can I afford the gas that I'm putting in my car? Can I afford the food that I'm buying for my family? Um, Another issue that I'm hoping to explore, and I believe the August issue. So we plan a couple months ahead. And then I let um, my PR rep friends know like, hey, this is what I'm working on. If you have sources, this would be great. Um, One story that I'm hoping to work on, um, I believe in August, is retirement and focused on how do you save for retirement in an economy like this? You know, um, what does retirement look like for those who have already retired or decided to resign during the great resignation? Are they having to go back to work? Can they afford to retire right now? What is somebody like me? I'm 26, about to be 27 years old. You know, do I decide to forego certain things at the grocery store in order to afford my 401k right now. So those are questions that I want to ask. Um, and the topics to me are always going to be focused on what the local consumer is concerned about, um, what the local consumer wants to know. We recently had done a story on this hiring issue. So I'm sure as many of you know, it's very hard to fill spots right now. Um, there's four hire signs everywhere. So we did a whole story about that. And in fact, the the art, I just went around town taking pictures of all the for hire signs that I had seen. And it took me about 10 minutes to find nine different for hire scenes yeah, that we made right, into a right. little cover um, story box. So things like that. Um, we recently did something about the 
housing market and what that looks like, especially for the local Cobb consumer. Um, Cobb specifically, interest rates, mortgage interest rates are going up. Um, housing cost is going up, things like that. The current story that I'm working on for the July issue is about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So where that's headed, um, if anybody invests in that, I'm sure you know that Bitcoin has kind of taken a turn for the worst right now. So we'll be focusing on that. But yeah, we're always looking for new ideas for yeah. the COP Business Journal covers. It just has to be business focused. And we do, we do have to connect it to local. So right. we want local uses. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. Now, you did mention... And we could we could talk about that business topics forever. <laughs> it's a lot of we do. I do a lot of business business kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk talk to me a second about you, you mentioned that you kind of yeah. coordinate freelancers and and interns for the papers too. What does that responsibility entail? So um, we're always looking for new freelancers. Um, you know, there's never a time when we're not. So what we do basically is we always have an opening. We allow people to send me their resumes and their writing samples. And especially when it comes to Cobb Life, we rely on freelancers for that content. So right now we're running an internship program. Um, John Benarowski also runs his own internship program that's more focused on sports. So a lot of kids who are interested in sports writing come from KSU, UGA, and they work with him. We're trying to implement a very similar program, and he's been very successful what he does. We're trying to implement a similar program where we do lifestyle reporting or general reporting. So the two women that I currently have under me as interns are from UGA. Um, These are unpaid internships. One of them is being paid by the Georgia Press Association, but she applies through there. They're the ones who cover her bill. So these are unpaid internships with the Merida Daily Journal. However, the experience is not something that you'll be able to get anywhere else. I yeah. Feel like, yeah. Especially if you're a local kid. Yeah. So. Well, I will, t- I will say that, I mean, I mean, I've been doing this in Atlanta for 30 some odd years and I, I've seen so many reporters come through the Marietta papers and move on. You know, this, they learn so much there and then they're, I mean, they're all over the place in Atlanta right. and, and other, other national media, uh, you know, the, the history of the paper training journal new journalists is uh is really something to be proud of and uh you know not not every paper makes that effort so it's it's really impressive and great to to see that all right let's talk for a second i know you mentioned i'm going to tease this a little bit that you guys have a new podcast coming out and i'm going to i'm going to let you tell me as much as you want and then maybe we'll come back in another episode and when it launches and we can talk about it in more detail Yeah, so this is a a podcast that I've personally worked on. I'm very invested in it, super excited about it when I first heard about it. Um, I won't tell you guys what the crime is specifically because (laughs) I I think the minute that I do, you're going to know exactly where I'm going to go with this um, because it's a the hint that I'll get is it is a very notorious crime that happened in, in Cobb County in the 70s. So we are exploring that crime. Uh, the people who committed it. There is a much bigger story. I can tell you when I first heard about it. So I, like I said, I grew up in Cobb, but obviously was not alive during the seventies. So when I heard about the crime, I thought, Hmm, this is interesting. This is one of those stories where you dig a little bit and 
there's something under that and you keep digging and there's just more and more. And I really hope that we'll be able to um, show you that in our podcast. And I'm super excited for that product. And and what what's the target? Well, I'll ask you, you know, you have a target date for when that's coming out. If you're not sure, you can just say, I would not know exactly, but that's okay. So I, I would say we're still in the planning stages. So okay. for instance, actually doing a meeting today with our uh, podcast group to decide what our next steps are. Cause we just finished the interview. All right. um, so my, my hope would be this year. That's okay. my goal. I'm not, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to hold you to a specific date. <laughs> you know, yeah. Madison said this was going to be out in August and you know, know we're in September know. now. I'm going to call, get a call from JK. It's like, okay, come on. <laughs> All right. So, Let's talk for a second. Let's, let's get to this. This is the sometimes the harder questions of these little spotlights. Tell me something kind of fun and cool about Madison that people might not know about. Fun and cool about me. Well, I think this is it's, it's kind of like a quirky thing that I do, but I love to knit. So I'm actually a very, very crafty person. Um, I think I get that from my grandmother. Apparently, my great grandmother was very artistic and creative that way. So I love things like quilting and sewing and knitting. And that's, I feel like something that's lost for my generation. They're not really interested in things like that. Yeah, so. no, that, that's cool. That's cool. Okay. So um, next one, I call this the lightning round. So last book you've read or the last podcast you listened to, and it, and it can't be the Marietta Daily Journal podcast. Okay. Uh, last podcast <laughs> I listened to, this is actually kind of a tie-in for our upcoming cover. So um, I'm a big listener to the local Atlanta podcast, Up and Vanished. And so I will yep. hint that the person behind Up and Vanished will be on our cover for the September magazine. All right. All right. Um, favorite local restaurant? Favorite local restaurant. Do I have to say Marietta or where I live? Because I currently e- live in Swanee. Either way. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so for Swanee, I would say Hammerheads. So that's like a little, um, bar, seafood bar. And you would not expect to find great seafood out in the middle of Swanee, Georgia, but it's excellent. It's cheap. You get to bring your cup home. It's great. So. Hammerheads. Okay. Yeah. I, I was like asking that question because I find great new places to eat around. Oh, I bet you town. do. <laughs> <laughs> I have a long list. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite guilty pleasure. Favorite guilty pleasure. Um, I think it has to be documentaries. Um, I just, I watch them constantly. Um, my girlfriends keep trying to get me to watch reality TV, like Real Housewives of Atlanta, but I keep trying to tell them like my guilty pleasure is watching a docu-series. Like, um, I know this is a dramatization, but The Staircase, that was big on Netflix and they just came up with an HBO series. So kind of anything crime related. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, favorite local getaway. Favorite local getaway, um, Jekyll Island, 100%. I love how serene it is. Um, I actually like that there's not as much commercial development there. Yeah. Yeah. I was there a couple months ago. It's it's still very, it's quiet. Yeah. We were there in like January, I think. And we we did some biking around. It was, it was a little chilly, but, but it was still good, you know, right. Kind of did five or six miles around, around the end of it. So great workout. Yeah. All right. Favorite non-work hobby. Favorite non-work hobby. Hmm. I would probably have to say that's taking care of my plants. So that's another odd hobby that I have. So I have climbing roses. I have blackberries, um, red peppers, a lot of different succulents, um, cacti, ferns, 
I could go on. A lot of herbs. Get my. Oh, look at that. Look at him. He looks great. He's doing good. I I have, uh, I tend to, uh, I got that guy and I got, I got this little guy. Oh, look at him. He may need some water. I love it. My my son kind of got me into succulents. He was growing them in his dorm room, and he uh, he said you can't overwater them, Dad. So try not to overwater. That's why they're the best plant because you can't overwater them. I know so many people who kill them, and I'm like, just leave them alone. Just don't water them. Yeah, I I killed one of my outdoor potted plants last week. I I, I think I overwatered it. It's yeah, just, yeah. I'm I'm trying to save it, but I'm looking at looking at it now. I don't I don't think it's savable. My other stuff is going going pretty good. Yeah. But I it some wildflowers. They're they're doing great. All right. Um let's see. Is there anything else we haven't talked about that we should that we should mention about about those, anything you're working on or anything? We I know we talked about a lot of different things. Um, I think like the only other big project we're kind of working on is we're trying to overhaul our Instagram. So um, like I said, the young ladies that I have working for me now um in their internship are very Instagram savvy. So that's kind of something that I've never really gotten into. And so we're just exploring that. So we're always looking for new content ideas. Um, We love to share people's news and stories. You know, maybe if it's not a good fit for the paper, we can share it in our Instagram stories, things like that. Um, And the other thing is just we're always looking for new stories, whether that be for Cobb Life, Cobb Business Journal, um, the Marietta Daily Journal for the lifestyle section. We're always looking for new things. So if people just want to reach out, pitch their idea, that would be great. Best way to get to you is a is an email. Email. So it's just mhogan at mdjonline.com. Okay. Yeah. Very good. We have been talking with Madison Hogan, who has one, two, three, four, five hats with the the various Marietta based uh, newspapers and magazines. The Madison, we appreciate your taking a couple of minutes with us today. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. This has been another edition of our Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. Tune in every almost every Sunday, unless I'm camping, and uh, for another local journalist. And uh, as always, if you're looking for our directory of Atlanta journalists, go to leftsatlantamedia.com, and you can sign up there. Thanks, Madison. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>